When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome in to First of the Floor, Ben Vallis here. Hope you're doing well. By now, I'm sure you're well aware of the Damian Lillard trade, and if you're worried about how it affects your beloved Celtics, you've come to the right place. Wayne Spoonie and Jake Eisenberger here. Spoonie, how's it going, man? Welcome back. You know, uh, first of all, great podcast with Ben Golliver, gentlemen. It was excellent. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sad I missed it, but it went great. So, and I feel like I'm lagging right now. You are. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is it me? I think it's I was you. Like, well, uh, <laughs> well uh, we'll give we'll give Spoonie a moment to tidy up the bandwidth there while we throw to Jake Eisenberg, who I believe is in another part of the world, not in Tasmania. Might be up here in, in sunny Sydney. Am I right, mate? Mate, it's great to be back. It's uh, it's sunshine. It's hot. Um, it's great. It's great to be back. We're recording, and then we're going straight to the bachelor party, and nice. so we're ready to ready to go. This is a good day. I'm excited. What do you, what do you, what do you got coming up first with the bachelor party? What's what's um, first? I would just I think we just get into the house, and it's just beer pong tournament, beer nice. ball tournament, probably wrestling. Who am I guess? Yeah. Um, and watching then tweet golf. deck. Yeah, watch tweet deck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a bit of golf tomorrow. It's the AFL grand final here in Australia tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just, just a full weekends of sins. It's good times. Nice. Nice. Love to hear it. All right. Spoonie, you're back with us. You're looking sharp and uh, unlaggy. That's great. Let's, let's get to this Dame trade. Damian Lillard. <laughs> Uh, traded from the Portland uh, Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team deal. Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani, Kamara, and a 2029 unprotected Milwaukee first-round pick and an unprotected Milwaukee uh, swap rights in 2028 and 2020, sorry, 2030. They go to the yep. Blazers. Phoenix lands Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So, a little bit of depth there for the Suns. And obviously, Dame ends up in a very close rival there the Milwaukee mm. Bucks. Spoonie, you look like you're back with us. No lag. We'll go to you first. Just general reaction to the trade. And, and I suppose like through the Celtics lens, how worried are you now that we have this epic rival in our conference? They're going to rue the day they traded Tumani Kamara. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I forgot to hardwire. So my bad on that. No uh, my Wi-Fi is terrible, but uh I hate to say this. I absolutely love this trade for the Bucks. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, I think they just knew like Drew Holiday. 
can't hold up their perimeter defense by himself. Like they're just going to get a switch and they're just going to line up on Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles, whatever. So they have to rely on their rim protection. So who cares? So now you don't have to get that switch. So now you're not wasting two seconds on the shot clock. Like it doesn't matter. We have Dame now on the offensive end and Dame Giannis pick and rolls, Mm. man. Like, well, I know Mm. we're going to talk a little more in depth about it, but that is freaking terrifying yeah, dude yeah, like it, it uh, doesn't make a ton of sense to me from phoenix's end um, what I, are I, they doing dude it, like why are you facilitating another title contenders like becoming the favorite essentially so i really don't get that but i i really hate to say it like makes sense for portland in my opinion like i get yep. you know they got swaps like dame's gonna be like 50 years old when those swaps come to fruition they're probably gonna get some sweet <laughs> sweet top picks from the bucks at that point but i i i'm just very sad news mm, other okay. than the heat this is the worst well, this, outcome. Is, this is the thing <laughs> like i was gonna i i still think it's better than miami like i think in a, obviously in a vacuum yeah. the bucks now are far more terrifying um higher floor, higher ceiling, probably um, like in the regular season, their defense is still going to be good just because they have Giannis and Brooke and for regular season defense, rim protection and having Giannis roaming is like hundred percent enough to be a really good defense night tonight. I do think when you think about the Celtics matchup though, in particular, obviously much more difficult to defend them now with Dame and Giannis, but I think the best way to beat the Celtics and the reason the Celtics have lost the last two seasons, it's all it's always going up against good defenses. Like if you can short Celtics short circuit the Celtics offense, that's when they get screwed up. Like it's exactly what happened in the Warriors series. As much as we remember Steph going nuclear, like the Celtics defense was really good. They averaged like 107 points per game in that series. The offense was all, the reason they lost. The reason they lost the Heat series. Now the Bucks they couldn't guard the Celtics beforehand. So I think from this has completely changed this entire matchup this offseason. We with this matchup we had Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday like as two key pieces of the series. And now if they play each other, you've you've swapped them in for Damian Lillard and Kev, and Chris Aspazingas. Just a completely different um, feel and tone for a whole series. Like we've completely both teams have lent into offense, kind of following maybe a little bit of the the Nuggets blueprint. Um, but I think the Celtics have probably the best defense of the three of those teams, at least ceiling wise. Yeah. And we still have the Jays and the Bucks yes. still can't stop the Jays. In fact, they just lost yeah. one of their best defenders, which gives us an exploitable point of attack there when we, when we go at the Bucks, which I don't think happens until like late November. So we've got a little while to, to sort of size them up before we get into that matchup. But, you know, Drew Holiday, just going back to the offensive side of things for the Bucks was a pretty decent pick and roll ball handler. Um, they ran pick and roll with Drew as the ball handler uh, at a 37.3 uh, frequency per game. That's roughly 7.2 possessions per game. Exactly. 7.2 possessions per game. A 44% score frequency. Good for the 79th percentile. Not bad. Damian Lillard. Mm. 39% frequency as, as far as uh, um, pick and roll ball handler plays for Dame. 11.1 possessions per game. 49.2% score frequency. Very good. Good for the 94th percentile. Yeah. Add to that the personnel with which Dame will be running that pick and roll. Giannis, who I was listening to Thinking Basketball earlier, nice. this is just a side note. 
not typically a, a roll man in pick and roll actions. Usually the ball mm-hmm. handler in the majority of uh, the Bucks pick and roll actions. Yep. Um, you have to predict that he's going to be more of a roll man playing with Dame. In yep. fact, that's the only way they can do it as, as a duo. Um, that's that's quite terrifying given how good Dame was as a pick and roll ball handler despite the lack of personnel. We haven't even mentioned Brooke Lopez. That's going to be a spicy pick and roll duo or tandem as well. So very, very concerning. Very worried. I lost sleep <laughs> over the trade. Like it is, it is tough. It's concerning. They're better. The, the betting odds suggest that. Um, but some have said that this could be a good thing for the Celtics in that where, <laughs> you know, underdogs is, is going too far. But mm. finally, we're not the favorites. We're not entitled to anything. We have to go out there and earn it. Um, that's a good thing for the season, I think. What do you think about that, Spoonie? <laughs> I can't believe the only rotation guy they gave up is Grayson Allen, yeah, essentially, right? Like, yeah. what the hell? Come on, <laughs> Phoenix. What are you doing? But ultimately, like, Grayson Allen was really important for them. So yes. if you're looking for weaknesses, they're essentially a two and a half man team at this point, depending on. Well, I guess Brooke is good, but he's 37 <laughs> years old. Like at some point, it's going to fall apart for Brooke. He's not going to be able to make shots and he's only going to be able to stand by the rim. And we exploit Brooke like Jake, you said it. Like yeah. They they cannot guard us with the way they play defense. As long as we're hitting our pull ups, I don't think Dame really changes that at all. So these are going to be incredibly high scoring games, I yeah. guess, at this point. <laughs> but what scares me is. Giannis as the role man has always dominated, but they haven't run it a lot because Giannis wants the ball in his hands. But like this is the first guy he can truly be like, all right, you're better than I am with the ball in your hands. So I will go and be the role guy. And that is truly what terrifies me about this. But I don't know. But the team sucks, right? Kind of. Dude, (laughs) Pat Connaughton is their starter. Yeah, right. Malik Beasley's starting and he could literally couldn't play in like in the playoffs for the Lakers. Like yeah. they do not have a fifth guy still. Like to yeah. to tack like this team now is the prohibitive um they're going to cakewalk through the east and go to the finals is crazy to me. I don't think there really is that many people that are even saying that. Um but this but I think it's okay. I'm not going to argue with anyone if they say that the Bucs are the favorites and they feel like they feel more comfortable with, with the Bucs at the top. But they have injected. Go ahead, Ben. Well, you're not, you're not all in on Boss Man 99, Jay Crowder, or what about <laughs> like, Myers <laughs> Leonard? <laughs> Stellar reputation, Myers Leonard. None of those guys are selling you on the Bucs. I love watching <laughs> us play against Myers Leonard. I'm like, yes. oh, yes, Myers Leonard's in. Let's go. <laughs> I, I do wonder because obviously... Playoffs aren't for a long time. Trade deadline's not for a long time. Um, can they make a move? Obviously, asset-wise, they're depleted with picks. But so like Bobby Portis is their, you know, one of their, he's probably their fifth best player, but they, they just can't really play Brooke, Giannis, and Bobby together. It just doesn't work really. Yep. Yep. And yep. so can they flip Bobby for someone that actually makes sense on the wing? That would be concerning. <laughs> or like, you know, can like... I'm going to talk about Alex Caruso. Like, can do they flip Porters for like that second backcourt spot that like actually is someone that can play make and make defense? That would that would concern me more. But right now, I think a team that you can already exploit offensively, which leans into you know where the Celtics have been successful against the Sixers. Like Tatum's biggest games 
have come against the Bucks and the Sixers because of the way that they play defense. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics yep. are at their best when Jason Tatum has the ability to go off for 40 and 50 points. So like, like Tatum can be the best player in this series when we get to the playoffs. Like he really can be. And so I think, man, this is a, it's a big it's gonna be for spicy. Big it's going to be so yeah. spicy. Uh, I think you guys mentioned it already, but Chris Middleton, the pressure is off Middleton somewhat as he is, you know, well and truly into his decline. Uh, if if recent playoff performances in particular uh, are to say anything about that. So that is another thing that worries me. Ultimately, like just to sum- summarize this and move on, worried with uh, underlying undertones of of confidence in that like, we still believe in our roster while healthy. Would that be fair? But the pressure taken off Middleton does add to the, the ultimate, you know, power that is this Bucks roster now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Real, real quick. Uh, sorry. No, no, sorry, Jake. Um, no, no, okay. But like the flip side of the Bucks is that if this doesn't work in the next like two years, it's yeah. over. It yeah. is com- like there's there's nothing left in Giannis is going to leave. So this is a massive gamble. And like it's really hard to win a championship. You're one ankle roll away from not winning a championship. So this is an all in move. And here's the thing. How many times do you have to hear about small point guards and aging? They're mm-hmm. technically the, they're the same age, Dame and Drew. But, you know, Drew is he's more of a physical specimen freak wise. And you talk about durability. People have been concerned all season about Porzingis and the Celtics health issues. You obviously have Middleton health issues, Brooke Lopez getting up there. Dame Lillard last two seasons played games played 87 mm-hmm. Porzingis 99 drew holiday 134. They've traded out the by far the most durable player in their core. And it's not particularly close. Even Giannis deals with his own injury issues. So like they've injected a, a, a serious amount of risk into their to their equation as well. I'm going to clip that and listen to it as I fall asleep tonight. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jake. Uh, now, you mentioned massive risks and gambles. Speaking of such things, Adam Himmelsbach on Twitter uh, earlier today, I believe, not a big mm. surprise, but I've been told the Celtics are expected to explore the possibility of trading for Drew Holiday. Um, Spoonie, what would that trade even look like? I mean, just, just to give you the, the sort of vague framework, either Rob yep. Williams or Al Horford, um, and then Brogdon and likely multiple firsts. So how would you feel about potentially giving up that package in the deal for Drew Holiday? Yeah, so I, I wonder how much Portland values Brogdon as just a piece they can immediately flip again for another first. Like, are they valuing him at that? Are they valuing him at dead money or, you know, salary matching money, even, you know, even value? I, I don't know. My guess is they could probably flip him for assets. So he's probably positive value. I think they'd be interested in Rob. I know they just got Aiton, but like Rob's a really good piece. Um, And I would be loath to give up Al at this point. I I just, I I know Rob is like Rob. Yeah. Rob's ceiling is higher, but like, you're going to have to defend Giannis. You're going to have to defend Embiid. And Al Horford has proved Yet again, he is the best guy to do those two things. Like Rob really just can't do it. So Rob's probably got more trade value. And I mean, you probably have to include less picks if Rob's included. And so I I just think like you might as well keep Horford. So I think it's Brogdon, Rob, and then the number of picks. We've got all the seconds like Brad Stevens pockets are overflowing with seconds. Those are worth a lot now because um, of how, you know, with this new restrictive uh, CBA and they make less money. So 
I don't know how many firsts it would take. I think you get it done with like a first and two seconds and then they move Brogdon over. I think it's extremely risky. But look, when Giannis was on the floor without Drew Holiday, the Bucks were like minus 1.8 net rating. When Drew was out there without Giannis, they were plus five net rating. Wow. Like, yeah, like <laughs> he's really, really good, man. So... I, I've been going back and forth, been texting some of my buddies. Like, I think I would probably pull the trigger on that. I don't know, Jake, am I, am I insane? I don't know. No, you're, not, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. The, the thing is, I think sending, if you do the trade by including Rob, I just don't know how, like how much it, if it does, you know, increase your odds. Like, I think maybe it does. Um, firstly, I'm with you, Rob, over Al. You cannot trade Al. And rely on Robin Porzingis. Like, you just can't do it. Like, even like, take out, like, obviously, you mentioned the matchups, are, which are crucial to begin with, but you just can't rely. Like, Al's by, even though he's 37, he's by far the most likely to be healthy for the playoffs. And it's not even close. Like, I think the last two seasons, including playoffs, he's played 173 games. Like, he just, he's the most, he's like LeBron level durability. And you, if you're going to have Porzingis on the roster, you got to complement that with someone like Al. You, you, just, you just can't do it. Otherwise, you, you just too, that's too much risk. And then, in that, and then I don't think it makes you that much better, increases your odds that much more when you trade out Brogdon and Rob plus the first round pick where it's like where it makes, <laughs> where it makes sense to make the trade. Like if, if, if we're able to do this trade without including Rob, and we're going to get to this danger cart thing that we got mentioned on Twitter in a second, then you do it. Because I think if you're able to add Drew, basically make doing a Brogdon for Drew swap, then that's yeah. basically what we almost had in our dreams with the Marcus Smart. Mm. <laughs> the fucking Clippers, dude. Ugh, bastards. I know. And a little bit, just Bomber. on the Clippers, on the Clippers very quickly, like a little bit, part of me thinks the best case scenario is just like Drew gets moved to the Clippers. He's out of our conference. Like nothing else is tilted in any particular direction yeah. in the East and we can just move on and keep things as they are. Um, but we'll get to the the argument against trading for Drew Bledsoe in a second. You mentioned that Danger Card oh. tweet. So <laughs> Drew Bledsoe, I love it. <laughs> Did I just say Drew Bledsoe. Okay. Talk about. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Slip. Throwback. Yeah. Just, <laughs> is there confetti raining down there, man? <laughs> me, me, and uh, T Rosier were just the kindred spirits. What can that I is say? amazing. <laughs> Danger Card. Thank you for calling me on that. Uh, said on Twitter, <laughs> if they can get Drew Holiday. For Brogdon, while keeping Rob and Al by using Blake in a sign-in trade, it would mean at least risking a huge salary and tax bill next year and being deep into apron two. If they're willing to do that, that's awesome. So, there does exist a world where we could pull this off without giving up Rob or Al, which would be perfect. And it's not my money. So, I'm completely okay with accepting sure. the, the salary implications and the cap implications down the road. Do you think there's any likeliness in the Celtics pulling that off or the Blazers even wanting to do that dance? If if look, that's where I'm willing to unload some picks. Like, like yes. I'm, I'd be I'd be willing to unload the Warriors pick and a future first. Like, I think that's a, a risk. One hundred percent, I'm willing to take every time. Like the, the oh man, that that the the team is just so loaded at that point. Like it's so loaded. Having Drew Holiday come in here, um, I I just want to say I don't think he's that much better than Smart. Um, like I think like you know, but. This team with Smart as opposed to Brogdon is there's a reason why we were so excited about that. Mm -hmm. If we get Drew, yeah, go on, Sunni. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say though, like 
Brogdon was awesome in the playoffs until he got hurt. Yep. Can I just read you? So 56% true shooting is league average, right? Yeah. Right around there. I'm going to read you Drew Holiday's true shooting for the last three playoffs. 49.1, yeah. 46.1, 48.2. You know who is way more efficient than that in the playoffs? Marcus Smart. Yeah, like, dude. we <laughs> complain about Smart being inefficient in the playoffs. Smart was always around league average efficiency in the playoffs. Like, the flip side is Drew, much better playmaker, yeah. similar defenders. <laughs> but... They're similar defenders, right? I, I, I was a playmaker. Oh, the playmaker He's yeah. like, is, 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 is he a better playmaker? I don't know. Maybe not. I, I, I'm just like, Drew has some warts too. So yeah. I, I think there's an argument that like, I, I'm with you, Jake. Like, yeah, it's definitely an improvement. But is it worth like unloading your assets essentially for it? Because we got a lot of powder, man. Like we can yeah. definitely make a move with that Brogdon contract. And I think probably uh, Drew's worth it. But that's scary inefficiency in the playoffs. Yeah, It's kind of end of the road. Like we don't have a lot of flexibility if we if we do yeah. pull the trigger on this. And like the, the Drew decline, some have purported like it is... It is kind of there on the horizon a little bit. So from last He's year, three as well. Yeah, yeah, effective field goal percentage is down from last year. Turnover percentage is up. Free throw attempts are down. He shot twenty eight percent from three in the playoffs last year. Like he is declining statistically speaking, and he's at that age where you can expect that to happen. So like, do we want to move all of these assets for him and then be faced with that massive contract extension uh, in a year or two from now? I don't know. It. It would be a completely different role for him relative to what he's had to do on yes. the Bucks, especially the last two seasons where mm -hmm. he's been way overly relied on, especially in the Celtic series where there was no Middleton and no Middleton last year. So like from that perspective, he would, he would be like what? Jalen, Jason, Porzingis, probably like Derek's a better, better offensive player. Four five. So he's like in the four or five range as opposed to he's really been the second option in the playoffs the last two seasons, which is his way too much for someone like Drew Holiday. So I do think that those numbers come back up where he's more of a catch and shoot, shoot guy and he can like having Drew oh, and also just like purely having Drew for the Milwaukee matchup, I think adds just this level of juice to that. I think like that you, I would love to have. And like someone that um, I think you feel really comfortable backing, like you can't hide if you're Damian Lillard, yeah. you know, you have someone like Drew out there, you can back like Drew's really good in the similar to smart, you know, posting up smaller guards, I think um, oh, I would do it. Like I think you do it. I I, I unload two. I'd go two first round picks, no more than that. If if you can do Brogdon and stuff without and Rob. including Rob now, I'm not oh. doing the trade if it includes Rob. Then then I'm walking away. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think I'm with you. Um. And like Derek White. Drew Holiday, Come the on. Jays, KP. That lineup is absurd, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> that is an insane lineup on both ends. Yes, that we. Yeah, so that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think I I are on the side of doing it. Like the window is now, so I, you know I, I wouldn't uh, yeah. cough up Al Horford, but that that Rob Williams. As much as I love the Time Lord, Rob Williams and Brogdon and a couple of first rounders for for Drew. I think you do it. I think you just got to do it. And we haven't even but talked about. But he's a free about agent as well after this season. He's got a player option. That's you I get mean, the yeah. wink. You get yeah, the but, wink yeah, and the gonna, nod if you make that gonna, trade. He's opt in, surely. No, what? Do Fred Van Vliet got paid forty-two million a year? 
You this do is make the, a good point. Is, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, easily, he'll easily get a multi-year deal at $35 million annual, I reckon, mm. for like a three-year yeah. $90 million or something from someone. So it's like maybe you, re- you get an extension done, maybe you don't, but like the Derek White extension's coming up. Yeah. I'd much rather extend Derek White than True Holiday. So I just think I'd prefer to not to go that hard on, a, on probably a rental. Mm-hmm. It's probably a rental. When you say the time is now, the time is now, but also like I am hesitant to do like a true all-in move before Jason Tatum's like actually in his prime. Yeah. Like that's okay. the time where I'm going to be happy to do like a a true all-in all-in move because like we still have a, a built-in another level to go with three years away from with Tatum. Yeah, where I could take it or leave it is that things are great right now, roster-wise. And the, the vibes coming out of Celtic social media from the Outback Center prior to media day, prior to training camp are immaculate. And like we've seen enough of these pre-training camp social media outbursts to know the difference between what looks to be a good-looking group and you know a group that doesn't have that much chemistry. They do look particularly good unless they've just completely changed up the Celtic social media team. They're doing a great job of projecting that image. So I almost feel bad... Like receding to the sort of take it or leave it stance with potentially acquiring Drew. We're like, yeah, you could do it and it would be great, but things would almost be just as good if we just did nothing in this scenario. Uh, You mentioned alternative moves. Alex Caruso makes $9.4 million this year and is partially guaranteed for $9.8 million next year. The Bulls are in limbo. Could you throw out Brogdon? I'm not sure what that cap situation is, but just loosely talking about this framework here, Brogdon for Caruso, spice it up for them with a with a pick and a half, as in a first and a second or, or something like that. Spoonie, would you would you make that move? So uh, real quick, uh, Alex Caruso and Kobe White works okay. uh, money-wise. It's almost exactly right. So I think that's probably what the trade's looking like. Kobe White, a little overpaid, in my opinion, at $11 million, but useful depth guard that can shoot threes and i'm i think we're all huge crusoe fans so i I guess it would depend on the number of picks my my concern is that like we kind of lack ball handlers i wrote about how we're gonna need tatum to pick up a lot of like the playmaking and passing and we got roundly destroyed for that but (laughs) i think it's the truth um and I, i would be a little bit worried that we just don't have enough guys who can crack a defender off the dribble, get to the rim or make a play. And Brogdon's really good at that. Um, But man, Caruso, he's just a, he's an unique player. He's kind of like the reverse Pritchard where it's like kind of weak <laughs> on one end, but like pretty filthy at the other end. Uh, So I don't know. I, that, a, that's he, a tough one for me. Go he's ahead. Re- like he's he's not a shooter and he's not like a yeah you're right like he's similar to Pritchard he's like not an elite pick and roll guy just because he doesn't have like yeah. the offensive threat that some of these other guys do but really smart off ball cutter you know relative like not the best spot up guy but he's a good playmaker like I think he's he's just like, he's a connector and then what he brings you on the defensive end when you saw it with what he did with the Lakers like he can he can he can literally be a starter on a championship team like I I would. It's too bad that Chris only makes nine million. It makes this trade really hard because yep. on one hand, you'd like, I don't know if the Bulls want to send out Kobe White. Like he's still young. They drafted him. 11 million in today's NBA is, is nothing really. And so like I saw Greeny throughout like Brogdon, and then you take back Alonzo and Caruso and you send out some other stuff and Lonzo is purely just a salary. That's part of the problem with this roster right now is like you go down the list and we, the reason we can't trade for Drew Holiday without giving up 
important pieces is because we don't have like everyone makes two million dollars everybody's good yeah. and everybody's yeah. good yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes exactly so outside so it's like brogdon's the only salary but then it's like to get to someone like drew holiday's 36 you can't even aggregate your filler like we did for the brogdon trade brogdon only made 22 so it made sense to throw in malik fitz and all these other guys but it's like Brad was too good, his, too good at his job when he signed Sam yeah. Hauser to this contract because, like, you Brad. do Brogdon and Hauser, and, like, if Hauser makes enough money here, if Hauser makes eight, maybe this is how you get it done. But so what it is. I guess the main takeaway then is, like, other opportunities will arise that we could you yes. know, find the Malcolm Brogdon salary useful for. So let's not blow our load now on Drew Holiday. Yeah. I was going to say Drew Bledsoe again. So I think hard, I am going to say it again at least once before <laughs> this podcast is over. Drew Holiday. Um, and in the meantime, worst case, hold on to Malcolm Brogdon, sixth man of the year. Yes, there yeah. are some health concerns, maybe some attitude, chemistry concerns. Maybe that's all yeah. just bullshit anyway. We don't know. But worst case, yeah. just hold on to this great player who can, like you said, Spoonie, crack players off the dribble, who can penetrate. He can't finish when he gets to the hoop, but he's decent that's at breaking right. down defenses. <laughs> um, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to get to a very awesome Wayne Spoonie produced segment coming right up. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. I don't have any example NFL bets. Not that I ever do, but the NBA season's about to start, right? Like... All, I love oh, our sponsor, yeah. FanDuel. Very thankful for FanDuel and CLNS for presenting <laughs> the First of the Floor podcast. But guys, like the focus has shifted to the NBA. Am I wrong? For us, that's for sure. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't be shitting on our sponsor like that. That's, that's how it's going. Um, but Pat, Pat's plus six and a half as the Cowboys. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Do it. <laughs> Do it. They Just, looked bad. The Cowboys looked, looked bad. Yeah, they're really they're really injured. They're over the over under for that game is really low. This the, that for two, six and a half, the Pats can kind of hang with them. I think. Um, but yeah, and I didn't lead you wrong uh, last week. We're one on one on Jake's picks against the spread here. So uh, let's keep it going. <laughs> Love it. All right. My Joe Burrow MVP bet is killing it. <laughs> 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 oh boy, Wayne Spooty, take it away, good sir. Okay, so <laughs> training camp. It's silly. It's dumb. The media, which I guess we're like half a part of at this point, hell yeah, dude. has to make things up, right? Like we need content. Unfortunately, we're not particularly creative. <laughs> so every season, the same storylines come up. So I have compiled some memorial awards for storylines and i would like you to to predict mm. who you think will be the honorary storyline the the player who gets this honorary storyline i love this so the first the james young memorial who puts on 15 pounds of muscle jake i'm jake. on this i'm on this um it's sam hauser 
Oh, yes. <laughs> it's Sam Hauser. Yeah. Look, he's never going to be able to, you know, markedly improve his explosiveness. I think that's pretty clear. What he can do is improve his bulkiness, his strength. Can he become a sturdy post defender? Maybe. Um, I also saw a picture of him reaching down for a ball and his shoulder was looking a little rich, dude. Some striations <laughs> in the delts potentially <laughs> that I have my eyes on. <laughs> yeah, just give it to Sammy, Sammy boy. Yeah, and there was a clip of, you know, I was talking about the Celtic social media, great work. There was a clip of Hauser just like standing there doing some ball handling drills and like obviously mm. all NBA players standing without being guarded by anyone are going to have like elite ball handling, but he looked really good. He looked like he could, he could go hard <laughs> in the paint. Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Um, could it not be Rob Williams? Could Rob Williams not Ooh. come back with oh, like totally. functional muscle? You know, and along <laughs> with that comes some of those striations and some of those visually pleasing <laughs> elements. But if anyone needs dimensions, to, dimensions, thank you. If anyone needs to come back with a healthy layer of muscle added to them, given their lack of durability, it might be the Time Lord. And we don't look at him as this bang down low big. He's more of this like agile roaming come swooping in out of nowhere guy, if you could get a bit of a lower muscular foundation, I think that'd mm-hmm. actually be really important for him and the team. So I'm going to go with the Time Lord. I, I think, I know, and I understand like the spirit of the award is adds 15 of muscle, but maybe like it can be like, you know, best shape of their life is also another way to describe this. Same thing. I, yeah, 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 I think. Just add it all in t- his calves. Yeah, <laughs> like I think, you know, I think Time Lord is perfect. It's like maybe he hasn't gained necessarily 15 pounds, but like, the, the bicep veins, like clearly he's, you know, he's, he maybe he's lost 6% body fat. Like he's in the best shape of his life. He's the most agile. Um, we're seeing like the quadricep teardrop um, that, you know, we, we didn't see last year. Things that I'm, you know, not wa- watching closely at all, obviously, but. <laughs> your, uh, your like muscularity vocabulary is really impressing me right it's, now, Jake. It's incredible. It's, it's really your wife sees your phone like, what are you looking at, Jake? <laughs> I, I can uh, see it now. We're we're gonna be counting the number of Jakes Rob Williams is squatting. I'll say it right now. So, okay, next award, the Derek White Memorial. He fixed their his jumper, and it actually works. Ooh. I'd love ben. to take this one. It's got to be Luke Cornett, who was like a... Like, <laughs> that was fine. Thank that, you. That's what I came up with for this. Yeah. Yes. He was a stretch big. Only he, he sort of yeah. um, gave off that that image of um, of being a stretch big. And he had a, at least one season with the Knicks, I believe, where he shot like mid-30s from three. Like the talent is there within him. It, he just needs to find it again. And an off-season... Mm-hmm. You know, being like, what the hell am I supposed to work on? You know, what I what can I really contribute that I'm not already in my like maybe it tops five minutes a game outside of blowouts. Being a a, a, a floor spacer, a corner three point shooter, on top of what he already does, we know the skill sets there. I think that's what he needs to unpack for himself. So I'm going Luke Cornett. Okay, love it. I would love it to be Luke Cornett. I just, I just, I can't help but remember that the reason his career like didn't end was because he stopped shooting threes. Um, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> if Lamar Stevens fixes his jump shot, then he'll like be in the Celtics rotation mm-hmm. and he'll could even steal minutes from Sam Hauser. I did interact with a Cavs fan who was like, there have been signs that his three point shot has been improving. Um, he's never going to be a Sam Hauser level shooter, obviously. Um, but Lamar Stevens would be a great option. Could it be just Jalen Brown? That'd be cool. Oh yeah. Yep. That'd be great. He shot 33% for <laughs> yeah. three last year. Yeah. Let's do that. That's two Jason. Okay. Jalen Brown. And as far as like the, uh, the team peddling false narratives, like Jalen's a good one as well, just because of all of the fake content they could manufacture out of that. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Ben, I was with you on Luke, but I really hope it's Jake's. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would make us so much better. Okay, Slightly so- more important. Okay, you guys remember when we had Rajon Rondo? You remember him? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I it mean- felt like every offseason it was like, Rondo shooting threes now. Rondo shooting threes. <laughs> yes. And he never did till he left. But the Rajon Rondo Memorial... He fixed his jumper, and it doesn't actually work. Can I say Luke Jake. Cornett again? Sorry, sorry. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Jake. Ben. <laughs> Talking at the same I, time. I was literally going to say it's it's Luke Cornett. Yeah, yeah. fair. Because <laughs> um, like, who else? Who else's jumper is even broke? Who, who else needs to fix their jumper? Like we're running low on people's jumpers to fix. It's like ben, Rob Brissett. Yeah, but like of consequence. Walsh. Yeah. Well, yeah. if they fix their jumpers, they're sure. of consequence. Right? Of course. Yeah, maybe it's just Fee McKaylick. It's like I, I know yeah. you know it was like I've, I'm borderline. That's a am good I, one. Am I a good shooter? Actually, yeah. Now I'm a legit Sam Hauser level, and I love that. Just Sam Hauser's the the gold standard for being an elite shooter now, um, in my brain. But yeah, Fee McKaylick. But it just stays, yeah, stays the same. I have one, <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum. From pull up range yeah, from yeah. three, yeah, that like mm. it's all that narrative is already being peddled by by Drew Hanlon and and Tatum's like group, and he's been working on it all off season, and we're not going to know. It can't be worse. Well, it could Come be, on. and Come also on, it, it could it, it could definitely just not be better, which is what we're being yeah. sold right now. So that's one of my biggest fears going into the season. So uh, unfortunately, that's that's my choice. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, that's yeah, it's a good choice. And you know we're going to get, like, the close-up videos of Tatum hitting step-backs and stuff, and it's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, I want to see it in a game, brother. How many takes okay. did that take to, to shoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a spot up, dude. Uh, the, so, the semi ogile Memorial, he's ready for a bigger role, <laughs> but actually isn't. Ben. Scr- yeah, go, Ben. Jake. Go, Jake. Go. Ben. We'll Jake. take notes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. This is tricky, because... I want I want this to not be true so badly, but is it Peyton Pritchard? Hmm. Where Ooh. been peddling like, hey man, you you've requested more trades requests than James Harden, it feels like, over the past uh year or so here. Are you actually willing ready to take advantage of this role that you've that's been laid in front of you? And if he comes in and he's shooting like thirty five percent from three and he's getting cooked on defense and it's just just not working. Like, it's just like all of the warts that have been there are obvious and the elite shooting, the deep threes are falling. It's just hard to play Pritchard when that stuff's not working. And um, he's been begging for it. And I, don't, I think he's going to be able to take, take it and run with it, but he's probably at the top of my list for me. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate choice. Uh, I would throw Sam Hauser into the mix. We, yeah. ne- we need a bigger role from mm-hmm. him regardless of whether or not he's ready. He showed flashes of you know proving that he's probably ready for a bigger role and deserving of one. But what if upon having that role, he just recedes back to like, oh, okay, that's why you were undrafted. That's why we're able to lock you down on like two, three million dollars, whatever it is. So uh, that's a concern as well. But uh, I think he'll actually, I think he'll be fine in his slightly upticked role. But that's my answer. Let's hope it's not Derek White. Oh, uh, okay, oh, moving on. Jesus. <laughs> Don't even put that out there. Moses. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. sorry. I apologize. I'm going to do some Hail Marys or something. Please. Um, okay, so you remember when we drafted Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith that season, right? Great. And the word out of camp was like, ah, Neesmith looks okay. 
but you know who's mm. turning some heads mm. is this Peyton Pritchard guy. So who's the newcomer that is better than we expect? You know how it is. Jordan Walsh. It's Walshy. Yes, it's gotta be Walshy. Yeah, like, look, there's a world where the summer league stuff was real. Maybe he's the guy who yeah. fixes fixed his jump shot the dude his job could be really easy it's like he's he's the most athletic person on the team maybe all he has to do is hit open threes and if people close out on him drive and try and dunk on people that's all he has to do and he's going to be successful um and and exceed everybody's expectations you can do it while she yeah, it's, it, like, it's, it's not going to be Duano yeah. Banton. It's not going to be O'Shea Brissett. It's just not. I hope that it could be or it would be, but yeah. I don't think it will be. A Walshie is the answer. Uh, Lamar Stevens, you know, uh, he's, I think, playing for a... Oh, no, we signed him, didn't we? He's no longer playing for a roster spot. We actually signed him. Am oh, I, I think he's still partial guaranteed. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But this is changing every day, it feels like. Yeah. That's so, the Brad Stevens special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he might be next in line to, like, play himself into, um, you know, favor with Celtics fans and the front office. It is a good point. Walsh let him play, make his mistakes. Like, why trade for Drew Holiday when we have Drew Holiday at home? You know, it's kind of <laughs> we have six, seven Drew Holiday. Yeah, what do we do? Um, <laughs> I, I think my money's on. I, I think it might be Stevens for me. Um, hmm. If it's not Walshy, but uh, just because like he's he's had some legitimate minutes on teams. So yeah, dude, he was. Yeah. Um, he started twenty five games with the Cavs last year, fifteen and ten in those games. Not bad. You tell me, 55 game win pace? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, the Hakeem Olajuwon charges for training <laughs> memorial. Who worked out with an NBA star that comes out next? Or do we just say it's Jason Tatum with Paul Pierce? <laughs> I mean, that's the uh, answer. Sorry, Jake, I've cut you okay. off again. <laughs> no, 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 I, I was just, I'm just sighing. You, you go, you go, man. Yeah, I mean, Paul Pierce, Jason Tatum is the is the easy one. Do we get like a bit of spicy JD Davison? You know, he's feeling Ooh. it slip a little bit. Maybe Ooh. he's like working out with Danger Mouse or um, <laughs> someone of that level who had to sort of scrap their way up to um, to to the spotlight in their career. <laughs> Yeah, maybe J.D. Davis. Damon Sotomayor? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. He wasn't like Mighty a, Mouse. Yeah, Mighty yeah, what did you call him? Mouse. Was too- <laughs> Mouse, the, the DJ. Like yeah. J.D. Yeah, yeah. JD, DJ, Danger Mouse. I like Danger it. Mouse. Uh, that's that's, that's how J.D.'s new nickname is, the yeah, Danger it's, Mouse. It's the off-season. What do you want me to say? Yeah, Mighty so, Mouse. Thank you. That's what, my answer. What I, would love, what I would love to hear, it's like Rob Williams on day two of like training camp is like, oh, yeah, like, actually spend like two weeks with KG and he just didn't tell anyone about it. Mm-hmm. That would be, that'd, be, that'd awesome. be sick. And I could see that. Um, that'd be cool. Oh, look at this. See Gamer and me on the, on the same, uh, same wavelength here. There Great we lines. go. That'd be beautiful. There we go. All right. Last one. And thank you guys for indulging me. I know how stupid this is. No, this, uh, is so this has been the best day, part of my day by far. <laughs> the Marcus Smart dyed his hair green. Or the Marcus Smart has French fries on his head memorial for biggest aesthetic Ooh. transformation. I think it's an easy one, but gentlemen. No, you go. I don't have anything that's come to mind uh, really? like initially. The mistress doesn't come to mind with the beautiful, beautiful chrome dome. Talk about dimensions, that's- the dimensions of that skull. I mean, we, I think we did five minutes on it on a recent pod. Beautiful wow. head of no hair. 
Uh, well, did, yeah. How did I forget that? <laughs> that's obvious. When you're so close to someone, you just know it that's so right. like yeah. holy that it's well, exactly, like yeah, just I, another day. Yeah, I love him unconditionally. Like no matter what he <laughs> right. looks like, I'm going to love him. So like hair, no hair, um, striations, no striations. I'm going to be um, loving my boy Derek White. That's a. Oh man, I was just thinking like if, like Hauser came in with like bird like Birdman type tattoos, all of a cornrows. That'd be sick. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, J- like Jalen's he's he's probably been the someone who's changed like his aesthetic more than anyone else going from like the True. the flat is it called a flat top showing my uh, cultural yeah, uh, holes here to like the shave like more of a shaved head with the beard yeah. look mm-hmm. um tatum going like curls he has a full beard now um yeah i don't i don't know um maybe luke's got to do something like it could go like a jock landau mullet mohawk type thing that'd be awesome (laughs) (laughs) he's got to work on he's got to like really carry the bus one boys vibes with Blake on so this is important All right, you got an answer on that one Spoonie Um, I I think it's going to be Jordan Walsh decides to start wearing a toupee (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I think it's got to be Derek White (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's that. First of all, that was awesome, Spoody. Thank you for that. That was. Uh, I agree that with Jake. That's, that's the most fun I've had uh, all, all week. I'll say. Um, now we're going to wrap up here with a couple of misc news items. Good news to wrap up the pod again. Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe. Per source, Chris Stapps Porzingis took part in his first scrimmage Wednesday since being shut down due to his foot injury. He looked yes. good and had no issues. Uh, you love to hear it. Let's go. And then you know finally, was, yeah. sorry, sorry, go, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Bro- Bro- like Bro- Brogdon was also like, he's apparently fine and ready for training camp with no issues. You dumb idiot clippers. <laughs> totally fine with no issues. <laughs> I know. Just so you know. I hope he drops 50 on them this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, Gosh. we are running an off-season promo uh, called Five Star Walshy, where you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating and a review and leave a, a Twitter handle or an email or some way for us to contact you. Uh, and you go into the running to win your own Walshy jersey. That's not a Jordan Walsh jersey. That is a Jordan Walshy jersey. Probably the only one <laughs> in the world. I think as this has gone on, we, we've sort of, we've loosened the requirements uh, and, and the, the prize potential for this um, competition as well, if you want to call it that way. Well, really, if you win, like you can just ask for whatever jersey you like. Hey, we'll make sure that that one arrives in the mail. <laughs> I would recommend a Walshy jersey. I'm going to be getting one for myself. Uh, but yeah. really at this point, you can choose uh, any jersey you like. And we've got a couple of five-star reviews to read out on the pod here. So we'll start with, I hope I could read this, by uh, Kilos M who said, my go-to Celtics podcast, entertaining, knowledgeable, and just plain fun. The boys keep it real. We're discussing the Celtics. I downloaded the podcast. So just to leave this review, thank you, because I want more people um, to listen to them. We'll get to one more. This is from Tim Preston, who says, my favorite Celtics podcast. This is my favorite Celtics pod. Couple of Aussies, few regular guests, uh, and he's left some contact information there as well. Thank you for doing that. So we love the reviews. Yeah, Tim's a legend. Definitely points for like, humor as well. Like we're not going to uh, detract from those who have already entered. You're still very much in the in the running here. But if you can, you know, add like a funny fact about where you're from or the Celtics or something like that, um, obviously that's going to make this segment um, even cooler. Maybe, so that's great. Yeah, maybe talk about what kind of striations you have on your shoulders. You know, <laughs> that definitely get my attention. Send us a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, guys, before we wrap this one up? Um, we didn't really talk about Brogdon, as, I guess, as far as, like, how upset he is. But, like, 
He's literally in the trade rumors instantly again. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I feel bad, kind of. And you said, like, the vibes are good. Like, people have definitely noted that there's no Brogdon in any of the photos. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't think he's back yet. Apparently so, he's there I now. think he showed up. Yeah, I think he showed oh, up, like, back? today or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like... If they're gonna like dangle him again, they gotta like they gotta make the move probably too. Yeah, like I don't like he. Yeah, I don't know. But he's just he's that guy. He's the mid tier salary. Every team has one, and he's just that chunk of change that's so tradable that he's just by default gonna be part of that conversation. And if he is as professional as he's purported to be, then he kind of just needs to take that on the chin. I think. I would just like I would just say, hey Malcolm, you get to get paid twenty million dollars a year to play basketball. That's kind of what the money's for. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We might win a championship. Like that'll be pretty cool, buddy. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you a ring to, in the mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right, that's gonna do it for this one. Thanks so much for joining us. Media Day is right around the corner. We'll be back around then to celebrate the accuracy of our Media Day and Training Camp storyline predictions. Have a great weekend, everyone. Spoonie, Jake, love your work, guys. Until next time, go Celtics. <laughs>